0: Okay, so welcome to the first episode of Men in Confidence Sharing, where we are four men of a certain age trying to bring our expertise, if you call it that, our wisdom from years on this planet. And we are joined today by myself. I am the host, Tony. I am with Sean, Terrence, and Ryan. Uh, So I'll go one by one. Everybody say hello. So hello, Sean.
1: What's going on? How y'all doing?
0: Hello, Rhino. Hello, how are you? And hello, Terrence. going on, everybody? Okay, so we're going to start today on a simple topic of simple. (laughs) I laugh at that when I say it. The simple topic of manhood. (laughs) So we are all men of a certain age. We've been on this planet for a while, and I'm pretty sure that all of our opinions or our thoughts about manhood have changed over the years what you thought about manhood 20 years ago is probably nowhere close to what you think about manhood today. So I want to start off with to you in this day and time in 2020, what is manhood to you? Uh, any volunteers to start? Okay. Well, I'll pick someone.
2: (laughs) You might have to pick someone. I I was about to jump right in, you know, (laughs) I, I don't mind, uh, kicking things off on the topic so um, for me manhood is has evolved for sure you know 20 year old Terrence thought manhood was about puffing his chest up and really being braggadocious and showing the world look at me look at all I can accomplish look at all I can do because I am invincible I am unstoppable I am all-knowing (laughs) i had to laugh because that sounded ridiculous thinking i was truly all knowing at 20 man if i had only known some things then that i know now so over time like i said manhood has evolved and changed and it really started to change when i started having children that added a completely different layer to what that means um so now my definition is A person who is still strong enough to protect themselves and their family, wise enough to be able to know when to flex and when to stand down or be open to an opinion that is different than yours, being kind enough to allow someone else to lead if necessary, and being wise enough to know when to utilize all of those skills that I just mentioned. That has been the path that I'm still on. Cause even though I am confidently sharing these things currently, I'm still a work in progress. I would have hoped to have had it together by now, but I, somewhere along the way, probably around 26, 27 realized nah kid you are not as smart and invincible and tough as you thought
0: okay appreciate that appreciate that thank you terrence for your comments and we're going to move on to sean so what are your thoughts on the subject
1: As soon as I can find my unmute on my mic here, <laughs> um, <laughs> for some reason, it took me a second to be like, wait a minute, where's my unmute, hold up, no, nah, but, uh, so, my my thoughts when I when I took on this topic, when I started thinking about it, and I said, okay, so, immediately, you know, and in, in, in a way, where, where Terrence went, just immediately, what, what came to me was, immediately where I started thinking about what it's not. Like what it's not is, you know, who can make the most noise, who can puff out their chest the most, who shows off more. He t- he mentioned the term braggadocious, you know, we, we, uh, we as men have a tendency sometimes to, to want to say that you, you're just doing it by rank. Like how many women can I get? You know what I mean? Generally, how, how bad can I be? How much, how bad can I fight? How well can I do? These are things that in my opinion, Manhood is not. So I want to start with that because I know even even in my past, we ain't none of us just like we were saying on this. And uh, Terrence made a point; none of us are perfect. You know, we've had our mistakes. It's one of the reasons why we want to get on to share and try to share for, from those experiences and learn from those experiences. So uh, definitely, I probably fell victim to half of that list coming up as what I thought was a young man myself. So. I definitely fell victim to to half of that uh, myself, and I know what manhood is not. What I feel manhood is. Let's talk about that real quick. Um, you know, taking responsibility and owning up to those responsibilities. You know, when we when we grow into adults, we wind up getting responsibilities, whether you like it or not. It's coming. You're gonna get bills. You're gonna have things you got to do, stuff you got to take care of. So, it's taking responsibility. It's standing up for the things that you believe in that was a hard one for me I had to learn that one big time to recognize that part of manhood you there is times when you need to take a stand if there's things that you believe in you need to stand behind them and say hey I'm putting my foot down this is what I believe so I'm I'm gonna say what I believe and I'm gonna stand for that you know what I mean what is it if you if you stand for nothing you'll fall for anything you know I've heard that one before too Taking care of your family. Providing, that's a big one for me. It doesn't matter about the amount. I don't care about how much you can make. You you put McDonald's and Burger King together to try to provide for your family. But it's in part, it's in part of the taking responsibilities. Also taking care of family when you have one. Um, taking pride. That's another big thing for me is is the pride thing. You're, you're pride in yourself in your family that i just mentioned in your work in everything that you do you can you want to be able to take pride in it when you do something you say okay that's how you can really stick your chest out because you can say that i've done these things work family religion those type of things and then the last one i'm going to cap off with is just you know remember that our women they birthed us Without a woman, we can't be here. So we should be treating all our women with the utmost respect always. Because without women, there's no there's no society or anything else. So that's another thing that I think goes with these roles of manhood. And there's there's so much more. Like you said, it's the tip of the iceberg. We said it was simple. It's not it's not a simple topic because <laughs> there's a lot to it. But I, I'll talk. I'll start on that part of that with that.
0: All right, thank you very much Sean. Very impressive comments so far. And we're going to go to Rhino, see what he has to say. What are your thoughts on the subject, Rhino?
3: Manhood. There's so many things that can be attached to it. Responsibility, uh independence, um leadership. But uh for me, what manhood is and being a man is is Knowing yourself. Uh, While I was sitting here thinking about it, I couldn't help but remember that scene in the Matrix where Neo was unsure and uh, the oracle pointed to the Greek um, saying over the door and said, you know what that means? It means know thyself. A man knows himself. He knows his place. He knows his limits. He knows um, his... He knows where he is within himself and where he is in the world. <clears throat> that doesn't mean he doesn't have um, um, anything to learn. That doesn't mean he can't be taught. It just means that he is aware of himself his um, and his position in life. And yes, he is aware of who his God is, and that should be his GPS, his personal his his spiritual his I guess SPS spiritual positioning device SPD whatever but what focuses him and keeps him um, where he is and 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 connects him to the world um, and to the people around him um, a man <clears throat> and. It's, it's kind of hard to separate manhood from being a man because um, you think about a man, he, he knows where he is, he knows his place, and so he's able to move more freely in the world in which we live. And granted, this goes under attack, but there's different reasons for that. Um, there's different um, 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 forces at work that uh, attack that to try to stop a man from being a man, but a man that is aware of himself and he has God as his um, spiritual positioning um, device, as it were, he knows who he is and what's his limitations and where he can and can't go. And there's nothing that can stop a man that knows his place, regardless of what situation he's in. If he knows his place and he knows where he is, he can find the path to where he needs to go. Okay, cool. Thank you very much.
0: Okay, so I guess I'll chime in on it. Okay, so for me, I've always felt that, or especially today, being a man in 2020, what is it's like to be a man in this day and time, it feels like a constant type of walk. It feels like you're always trying to balance between two opposing forces like you're trying to be strong but in control right you're trying to be aggressive but patient right and you're trying to be a leader but at the same time you're trying to listen you know it's like you're always trying to find that balance between two things that seem like they really shouldn't be together and Like, I don't know where I'm going from here, but I feel like you're always trying to find that perfect middle ground of what you can be versus what you're expected to be. And you're always trying to find the the most powerful way that you can not be extreme. Like, you don't want to go overboard with power, but you don't want to go overboard with just listen to what everybody else says either. One of one of the things that's big about manhood is standing on your own ground, standing on your own two feet, and not being swayed by the voices and the opinions and the thoughts of others, even if there are people that you care about. Sometimes you just got to walk your own path and do what you have to do. Sometimes, and this may sound old-fashioned, sometimes you have to lead. Sometimes you have to be the first one out. And I don't mean lead by just telling other people what to do. I mean lead by you take the first step. If you want to see everybody get in shape, then you're going to have to run that first lap. If you want to see everybody eat better, then you're going to have to fix breakfast <laughs> that's healthy. So to me, being a man is about being upfront, being first in line, and being a perfect balance. Okay, so that's going to segue into our next question. Okay, so we kind of have an idea on what it is to be a man in 2020 in today's times. But for this group in particular, we're going by the name of Men in Confidence. What does it mean to be a man in confidence? I say let's let's stick with the same order we did before. Let's go with Terrence first.
2: Okay. Um, Well, confidence is a very interesting word in my head specifically because that's something that I struggle with. Really? I I was waiting on somebody to comment on that, but yes, that is honest (laughs) to God something that I struggle with.
0: That is not a joke, really. That is a really, really. (laughs)
2: Like, yeah. I mean, it's something I struggle with because a lot of what you said about sometimes you have to be the first one to go out and run that mile to lead the way. I get hesitant and I have self doubts and I question whether or not I should do this. So, but yeah, I mean, confidence is exactly what you alluded to at the end of your comments with being the one to take the first step. Being someone said, being secure in who you are, knowing yourself, knowing your limits, knowing what you stand up, what you believe in, and what you will and won't accept. And again, just being confident here in this space of sharing, I can confidently say that that's something that I have had issues with. And I was waiting for the joke because I know sometimes I have been the extreme opposite of that, especially with you guys. I am the -the over-the-top, egocentric, kind of arrogant one of the group. I own that. So it's interesting that that dynamic is happening within my head of being both arrogant and uncertain. But the good thing is I am comfortable within myself and in my own skin enough to be able to say that. So I think that example is the best example and the best way for me to explain what being confident and sharing in this form means.
0: Oh, I really like that answer. I really like that answer. Being confident and being vulnerable at the same time. Okay. So we're going to pass this over to Sean and let him take over.
1: Mm, I'm a, I'm going to try not to be long-winded again or whatever the case may be. But then, for so for me, the man in confidence. So we talked about manhood. We've made some good points. All of us have brought up different things. But now you're talking about the name. We named our group Men in Confidence. We're walking in a specific confidence as men. What does that mean? What type of men are we are
0: Okay, so it appears that Sean may be having a little bit of technical difficulty. He's thinking. It's
1: doing with it. I'm sorry, I'm tripping up a little bit. But I would say that we, or I, and I'll say for me, we are mature men. We have made mistakes. We've been through some things. We've done some things. And I'm freezing.
0: It's okay. We can still hear you. So keep going.
1: Oh, okay. So you can still, okay. You still heard me, but I was saying, so we've, we've made some mistakes and we trying to learn from them. And I'll stress trying because, you know, everything is a learning process, even at the ages and even after being, knowing what manhood is to you and everything like that is still, you can learn anything new on any particular day. You know what I mean? Um, Trying to be, I, I feel that every, every man in this group is also a strong man. I feel like you know, we know that it's not about how many muscles and stuff we got. Our strength comes from within ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Um, sometimes, even from the standpoint of recognizing the problem, like we can, we're aware. What is it, uh, Drake had said a line one time, that being humble don't work as well as being aware. Even being aware of who you are and the problems that you may have is some of the first steps to taking to fixing them. You know what I mean? And I think that that's another reason why men in confidence fits for this group. Um, like I said, I think we're all just, I honestly, me personally, when we look back at who we were to who we are today, I think that we're all more confident. We've been through some self-esteem things. We fought those. I know I did um, definitely fought those in high school and the coming up as a man. And I'm, way more confident now than I used to be then. So it's definitely, even though I'm not the most confident man, I still have my self-esteem issues, I still have my struggles, but I'm a man in confidence and I am absolutely certain, you know, that uh, like of my manhood, that's not in question at all. And that I guess for me would be why I say why or men that is a man in confidence.
2: You gotta be confident to quote a Drake lyric. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good right
1: there.
2: Shout out to Drake.
1: Right? Real quick. Real quick shout out to Drake. We love you, bro.
0: Yeah, go go Raptors. Go Raptors. Okay. So <laughs> we're gonna move forward. <laughs> as Terrence flashes his Miami Heat shirt. <laughs> okay, so we're going to move forward and pass the mic to Rhino.
3: Well, I don't know if I can really add anything to what uh, Terrence and Sean have already said. Um, <clears throat> um, a confident man is, like we're, we, we've already stated, is, is an aware man. He's aware of his shortfalls, his shortcomings. He's aware of uh, what he can and he cannot do. Um, We, as um, confident men, uh, we know of our shortcomings and we accept where we are, but that doesn't mean we're going to stay here because human beings are constantly evolving. We're constantly growing. There's things that I thought years ago, if you met me years ago and I told you this is what I believe and that's final, that's what I believed and that was final. But that was years ago, and now that I'm older, I've learned more information, or I've reached a certain plateau where I realize, you know what, that isn't necessarily true anymore. Because what I believed then, I've I've learned, I've either learned more information, or I realize that what I said then was just wrong and not that i was wrong to believe it but i still had to grow to understand the fuller picture and being a confident man is is also being a not being an evolved man but being a man that evolves you grow you learn and you move forward and that's that's a man of confidence okay. I like
2: that one.
0: Yeah, I like that answer too, All right, thank you very much, Rhino. Short
2: and to the point.
0: Yeah. Nice. Okay, so I guess I'll chime in to close out this topic. Okay, so being a man in confidence, I feel like it means different for me at the age I am now than it did years ago. Like once upon a time, I thought confidence was just being the biggest, loudest voice in the room, right? Like you're just in front of everybody, you're on the stage, lights on you shining, and you're just the loudest thing in the room. I feel like now confidence is not just being in front and being right, but a lot of times being able to take a back seat. Uh, I feel like confidence is knowing that you don't know everything. Confidence is being aware of your shortcomings and don't see don't see them as just a negative, but more of an opportunity. Like I'm not good at this, how can I get better at this? Or I'm not good at this A, but I'm friends, I'm partnered with someone that's better than me at A. Why am I trying to take the lead in that area when I am with someone? or I am partnered with a person that's better at it than me. It's not about the personal shine, right? It's not about me looking good. It's not about me getting the accolades. It's about the win, right? I'll put this in basketball terms. Like, I don't have to be Shaq. I don't have to be Kobe. I don't even have to be Derek Fisher. You know, I don't have to even start. But if we get the win, that's all what it's about to be. And I'll, I'll just say that it's about a continual learning process, continual evolution. Um, I'm, I know I'm touching on things that everybody has already said before, and just continually growing and changing and not being stagnant and not being stuck in your ways to the point where you can do something better tomorrow than you did today, and you do it with confidence in confidence and your confidence continues to grow as you continue to grow. And that's what to me, being a man in confidence is all about. So fellas, we're wide open right now. Anything y'all want (laughs) to, anything y'all want to talk about? Y'all want to talk about anyone's comp, anyone's comments, what you like, what you didn't like. I
2: wanted to actually add to something that you just said, because, You know, you mentioned my T-shirt with the heat and something you said about confidence growing. I felt like confidence is a fire. It's a flame. And we were talking about not necessarily having to have the light on you or being the center of attention. But if you're full of confidence, your flame is going to be big and you can't help but notice it, whether – You're trying to garner that attention or not. It just is what it is. And that just went off like a light bulb as you were talking. And I wanted to say that because that to me felt like, you know, pun intended, the heat growing within you as you continue to uh, progress in this life. And, you know, the goal I think is to have that flame burn until it's out permanently.
0: Okay, so I want to volley that back at you, not necessarily you. But going off of that, that one thing I can't really stand, I can't stand for someone trying to fan their flame and make it look bigger than it really is. That is annoying, right? Mm -hmm. To me, it is, I do like the... No, not you personally. (laughs) Nah. (laughs) Not you
1: personally. It's crazy. You think you, you take it personal for that. But...
0: But I, I'm all with uh let it you know, letting your light shine. But there are people out there that seem like they can't survive without
3: the spotlight on them. And that's annoying. <laughs> I think it's an a issue within themselves, maybe an insecurity that they have that is um peeking out from behind the <laughs> the hidden walls of their life. Um to to be like that and, and I'm saying this because I've been that guy trying to make my light look brighter than what it really is. But um, I learned years ago that a lighthouse doesn't go around shining at everybody. Hey, look, I'm a lighthouse. It just stands there at the edge of the sea and it shines. Everybody knows what it is. So um, if you be who you are, people will recognize that. And they'll accept you for who you are. And um, they'll even come to admire you. Because how many people drive by a lighthouse that don't look at me like, oh, wow, it's a lighthouse. Right. Someone, you you will be recognized. And I, I when I was when we were in high school, I hated high school because I always felt awkward. I always felt out of place. Um, somebody, I never would have thought of myself as socially awkward, but I was talking to one of my um, one of my old assistant supervisors, who's a supervisor in his own right now. He was like, Rhino, you're socially awkward," and I'm like, "Who me? No." I'm not socially awkward. That's Michael Sarah is socially awkward, but guess what? He's not the only one. (laughs) Apparently I'm in that category too. But, um, by this, by my senior year, I had stopped trying to be somebody else and just settled for being me. This is who I am. And you know what? All those people that I spent the past 12 years trying to get to like me started liking me.
0: (laughs) So you make me want to ask a question. Uh, when you mentioned things that you've overcome, what are some areas in confidence that you have overcome, fellas? Like what are some things that were weaknesses that are now strengths or things that were handicaps before that aren't as much anymore?
1: That's a good question.
0: It is, ain't it? that's a good that's a good question you
1: you definitely you you put you put one to us when it comes down to that i think i know with me with me definitely i i will say like when it comes down to my uh self-esteem and and things like that i had to i had to realize that uh you know everybody had shortcomings you know when you when you see when you have shortcomings and things like that and you have things that are going on with you, you think that you're the only one that has. It. And and everybody else is above you and things of that of, of that nature. I did I did that greatly, you know, all the way back from high school and for a good part of my life I did a thing where everybody, you know, was better than me i was the only one that had these problems and had uh things that i needed to work on and things of that nature and it's i know it sounds crazy when you say it now but it was tunnel vision i only saw my issues you know what i mean and once i it was like a revelation to me to realize well everybody got issues that just is normalcy right there you recognize your issues and go to work on your issues and that is what you know It brings you out. That's how you start to uh, come out of the mud and things of that nature. You know what I mean? And build yourself up to be a man and things of that. That's how you, that's where you're, you're starting at. All of us are doing the same thing. It's all normal. I'm not like an anomaly compared to some other people. And that was a big revelation for me and it helped a lot with how my confidence came out.
2: Okay. So for me, I had this really awesome group of friends in high school. Like best guys on the planet.
0: I never met them. <laughs> I don't
2: know what you talk about huh, about. <laughs> Who are these cats, bro? They sound pretty good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, these these a good cats sound to hiding yeah, friends man. from us. How you, yeah, how you do that?
2: Anyway, I had this great circle and even though my arrogance and insecurities were all over the place at the time, they always accepted me and it was good. I didn't have too many issues. I may have rubbed a person or the two the wrong way on occasion, but nothing too over the top because we're still friends to this day, thankfully. But then I moved away well, I shouldn't say moved away, I joined the military and found myself on my own. And that was a little tough for me because I had to deal with being enough on my own. Because what I don't think that those guys knew back then was that I was okay and enough as long as they were around. But on my own, I wasn't always necessarily enough or, you know, equal to just everybody else. I always kind of felt like, and that was part of the reason why sometimes that overcompensation with the arrogance and cocky thing would happen sometimes, kind of like Ronald said mentioned previously. I had to overdo it to make myself believe that I'm okay. I am enough. I can be a decent person and people will gravitate to me and like me or sometimes not. But even that's okay. And But I had to figure out that there was enough to Terrence to manage on his own. And I didn't have to kind of hide behind these giants that were kind to me.
0: Okay, I see that. It Looks like Rhino is wanting to
3: jump in. Yeah, I, I, I totally see. Uh, I totally, I feel that, Terrence. I, I felt that, as they say today. I felt that <laughs> because when I joined the Marine Corps, I, um hoorah, I found out that, uh, I found out that I didn't have any friends. I hang out with people, people from my own platoon. Uh, we went out and we did, you know, we lived life. But at the end of the day, something would happen, and I had that hard experience where I realized, these people aren't my friends. They are not my friends. And it got to the point that w- when I saw them, I didn't want to see them. And the, fe- the feeling was mutual from them. And I'm like, you know, and then it, it was just such a it was such a difficult growing pain for me because my friends from high school spoiled me because they were actual friends. (laughs) These guys weren't my friends. And I, 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 that, that fact that that lesson hit me so hard in the face, um, that I had to learn that, um, I I just, it, it just blew me out of my, blew my socks off. And the emotion that came behind that you know just it, just it just it really shook me and for years um i realized I, I for years i went about saying i don't i don't i don't know that i have any friends i would call people my friends but really i had to stop and say you know what i'm using that word too freely i'm going to call them acquaintances acquaintances they're people that i know and um to this day, I have I have friends now, but I also understand that at the end of the day, they may not be my friends, and so I just I just kind of walk about with a certain skepticism. You know, uh, not that I don't trust them, but I don't trust them. <laughs> I I I give them a modicum of trust, but I kind of I I always kind of felt this like like this like the stalkers stalking me and that stalker's name is they're going to prove they're not your friends. You just wait. <laughs> you just wait. They're going to show you and you're going to learn they're not your friends. But um, I learned just from the people in this, in this group that these really are my friends because all these years later, they've already proven that they could be anywhere else. They didn't have to include me here. They could have been like, oh, yeah, that Rona guy, you remember him? Yeah, he was a career, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, he's not our friend. We don't, we don't want anything to do with him. But um, I've, I've learned that I do have friends, and they definitely weren't those people that I met when I first was in the military, by myself, away from this group, <laughs> on my own. But that was a hard lesson to learn, but I learned it, and um, – I've learned who I can trust and I learned who I can't trust. And so I just kinda walk about with a with a certain area of awareness that, you know, I the people that are my friends, that I that haven't proven themselves to be my friends, at any moment they might walk out of my circle and there is nothing I can do to stop them. In fact, I would be Selfish if I tried to make them stay within my circle, who do I think I am? You know, that's not for me to, to say. Uh, a true friend is going to be a true friend regardless. Miles isn't going to change anything, uh, time isn't going to change anything. In fact, when we first met after what 25 years not being together, and um, I met Terrence in the, in the lobby of the hotel, we shook hands, you know, we bumped or whatever, we sat down, we started talking. And it was like, it was like we had never left. It, it was like we had never parted. It's like we just took up from where we left off. Yes, sir. And I, I, I appreciated that.
2: I appreciate it. Yes, sir. That. Glad you sir. know that, Marine. Semper. <laughs> Fine. <Bye. laughs>
0: so Sean, apparently, uh, Rhino and Terrence both have these great set of friends. That yeah. Apparently they're not introducing <laughs> we, us. To. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we 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 figured out we figured out that they are they are there and they're simper and Fi and things. That they, but we didn't meet them, right? Well, nah, 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 nah. we got to cut that out. We better cut that out before folks get the wrong impression. That's the, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we all boys in this.
0: Because the boys in the hood are always hard.
2: That is hilarious talking about this group. But yes.
3: You almost made me destroy my
0: electronics.
3: (laughs) Okay. So I don't even talk about
0: that. Okay, so what does it mean to be hard? Like be hard being superficially unfeeling doesn't mean anything. Can you carry the emotional load of yourself, your friends, your family, your kids, your community, be productive and still get up and keep going day to day? Can you do that? If you show me you can do that, then you are hard. You can, you can, you can sag any pants you want to. You can, you can, <laughs> you can get tatted up. You can, you can be all those other things. But until you are emotionally mature, until you are empathetic, until you can hear somebody other than your own self and your own voice, that don't mean nothing to me. Okay, I'm gonna get off my soapbox. But anyway. <laughs> you
1: good? <laughs>
0: you're the you moderator. Good? Sound like
1: sound like you yeah, sound like you might want to um wanna table another topic there though, moderator. <laughs> <what> I <I'm> say
3: <laughs>
2: or, or as William would say, you're the host. So
3: <laughs> I, I am the host. The host V. Yeah, I I am the host Tony I the
0: have host. a zoom subscription <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: you 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 bring up a good point and it's a very good point because what people perceive as being hard is is it's weird and maybe I'm just redefining it in my own head, but um it's just like when we were told when we were we were kids and they were worried about us going and knocking up girls, you know, just because you can make a girl pregnant doesn't make you a, a father. You know, any any, any boy can, can knock a girl up and make her pregnant. You know, it takes a real man to be a father. You know, and I, I guess I get that now. <laughs> I would be the one to say that, having no wife, no kids. <laughs> but, um, uh, uh the that point is... You can't bro. Right, right. But, but still, um, I... I where am I going with this? But but being hard, I don't know if there's a, a separation somewhere where, uh, or maybe it's connected to this idea that men are unfeeling. Because I know that I have emotions. And my my you talk to my exes and they might tell you, yeah, he doesn't feel anything. No, I totally have emotions. It, it, they may not come out the way a female does because I'm a male, but um, oh, he does. He never cries. Yeah, I cry. I'm not gonna let you see me cry, but I cry. You know. Um, oh, he, he doesn't care. Why? Why? Because I'm sitting here and I look like I'm mean mugging. No, I'm I'm thinking about the problem. <laughs> Talking to me isn't gonna help. I need to think about it so I can figure out the answer, apply it, and move on you know so being hard um i think kind of i think people um misconstrue it uh, it's it's one thing to be hard again being a man knowing your place um and being responsible you uh you know when to exert your your hardness cuz sometimes you got to be the one to say hey no we're not doing that get that out of here you know but then, but me, I have more respect for someone who goes out and pounds feet and goes out and get a legitimate job than for someone who just, oh, I'm just going to sell drugs because I want the quickies easy money because I need it. Well, guess what? We all need it. But I'm not going to put myself in a position where, if I had a wife and kids, where I'm going to end up in jail and I'm trying to be a, a man from a prison cell to my family to, no, what kind of message am I sending? How am I going to actually be able to really provide for them? Wouldn't it be right. better if I just went out and got a job at the grocery store, and I'm at least bringing home some semblance of income? And so, I, and then at the end of the day, I can go and spend time with them. And wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be better if I'm there with them? Who's more hard? Yeah, I agree.
2: Okay, well, what I was going to say was, you know, being hard to me is like most other things there's a time and a place for it there's a time to be hard because sometimes you know we're talking about kids sometimes you have to be hard you have to be firm you have to be that rock to kind of hold the family together because your partner is going through something and everybody can't fall apart at the same time sometimes being hard made me I've got to get up and do the things that no one else is willing to do in order for us to get by. So that definition of being hard is applicable. You know, sometimes you have to be hard, be a man, stand your ground, hold your position, be true to what you believe in and not waver. In that instance, being hard is fine. But then when it comes to being hard just for sake of being insensitive and being, you know, inconsiderate and selfish and preoccupied with things that don't really matter, that's not really being hard. That's just being a jerk. It's true enough. I like it. I'm gonna jump in
1: right quick and piggyback because you're you're hitting a point, Terrence, that I was gonna make when it comes down to you know the being hard, you know, like you say, it, it's just been misconstrued as to kind of what it was, you know, it it meant fighting and who who how many people you can beat up and all this kind of stuff, but that is not like I I love you guys' definitions, man. That's what y'all are all thinking, kind of what I was thinking. I, I was pointing at you while you was talking about that, because I was like, that's, that's the point I was going to say, was more, you know, we, we all got testosterone. That's a hormone every male has, right? Every male's got testosterone. So it, that's going to show itself in different forms anyway. Whether you like it or not, your testosterone will show itself. You ain't got to worry about that. But as far as picking your battles and knowing when to be hard. I will have more respect for a man, like you said, it's going to be hard when it comes down to defending his family. I'll give y'all a a nice little lighter version of when I figured out like what, 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 uh, what I, what scenario I'd rather be hard in and had to be from that standpoint. I, like, I don't, as a, as a person, I don't like, you know, any animal besides myself in my home, you know, and, This includes, you know, ants, bugs, frogs, all this kind of stuff, mice, stuff around me, snakes, this type of stuff. If it's just me and the snake or the whatever, I am off in a corner somewhere. I'm running from it. I'm getting out of its way, that kind of thing. You know, uh, if you just leave me in the wilderness with it or something to that effect, I'm getting out of the way. I mean, in truth, even when you talk about mice or I, I, again, I'll use a term, uh, a real scenario here. There was a frog in the house, you know, and I was in a house full of young ladies. You know what I'm saying? These were none of the ladies were even mine or daughter or anything like that. It's just a house full of ladies. The ladies were jumping up on top of chairs and screaming and running from this frog. <laughs> How about I felt like doing the same thing because I don't like frogs. I don't deal with them. <laughs> but at that point. I couldn't do what they were doing. I had to be hard. Like they say, right? Somebody's got to get rid of this frog. Guess who's going to be? The only person with his testosterone. This is the time when you use this testosterone. You grab this frog and you throw it outside. You don't stand on the couches with the ladies. I, I have more respect for things like that. That's when you hard.
3: Isn't it awesome <laughs> when uh, that opportunity Presents itself, and you know you want to run just like everybody else, but you just stand there and be like, "No, <laughs> yeah. I got to deal with this." I got it. I got it. That's answer. that's that's being a man. You recognize in that moment that okay, something has to be done. I'm the, I'm that I'm that guy. I got to go and do something about it. Go ahead and John McClane, this thing, get that frog and take it outside.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I oh, allow it. Okay, I got to do this, Sean, because you you said it. it. I know, I know. And my kids still talk (laughs) about it. So just going to share a funny story with you guys real quick about him (laughs) being hard and not liking animals. So we went on vacation together, his family and my family. And we were up in the mountains, and I forgot what kind of bug it was, but it was some sort of bug that had gotten in the house. And I wasn't present for the event initially, (laughs) but all I recall from this event was that Uncle Sean found a bug and wanted to make a statement so that no other (laughs) bugs came upon this property. (laughs) So not only did he catch this bug, he decided to take like a toothpick or something to the bug and put the (laughs) bug on a stake and then stick it outside and, like, plant his flag in the ground. No bugs are welcome here. <laughs> and my kids have loved Uncle Sean since then for doing this oh, because it was such a, like, over-the-top moment. But had to share that. Sorry.
0: That's funny because now the only thing I can think of is the, um, the episode of Martin where him and Pam were in the cab- cabin. And uh, like the rodent creature, or whatever came in there, and they started fighting it.
1: <laughs> I don't remember that. One.
0: Oh my god, we 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 we, we, go, we, go, we we'll handle this after the, after this after this. Well, I uh, mean, yeah, we got this. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna <have> <laughs> patch that. We're gonna that hole for you. you. You're not gonna you're not gonna go another day without seeing that. <laughs> but to get back to the to the serious like, okay, so it, it kind of goes back to being a man in confidence, like uh-huh. hard versus confidence. Hard to me is a facade. It's a painting. Whereas confidence is real life, but like, you can be hard and you can pretend. I, I mean, some people are probably hard for real. You know, they may not be, may not allow themselves to be feeling everything. Some people just use that as a cover in order to cover up the insecurities. But I'm the type where like, hey man, I ain't got no time to pretend. You know, bills are due. <laughs> For real. For real. You could you can try to act like you ain't got no feelings. You can try to act like you ain't don't care about this. You can try to act like you want to fight me. I don't mind fighting you. You can fight me. I can fight you. But at the end of the month, my light bills still do. You gonna you gonna chip in on that? You want to be hard chipping on some of these responsibilities? <laughs> and I guess I I don't I don't like the whole fake emotion thing. I don't feel like it's productive. I feel like one of the things that's shown throughout media and throughout, especially out. Okay, so we're we're for black men. Okay, so. Just because I know you can't see us. okay. Throughout our culture, one of the things that's that's perpetuated a lot is that because you're a black man, you should be strong and you shouldn't feel. Your job is to do what you did yesterday, do it again today, and be ready to do it again tomorrow and without anything affecting you to alter that. I don't believe in that. I believe that you should be consistent. I believe that you should be strong but I don't believe that you should have to cover up the fact that things affect you. You shouldn't have to hide that. You shouldn't have to hide the fact that you have emotions too. I'm not saying that you should just just lie on the, lie on the floor crying all the time and, and don't go to work. No, that's not, a, that's not productive either, but you should be able to communicate the fact that you have feelings and for someone to try to, insist that that is the wrong path I take offense to that because feelings are real but even with feelings I'm a man and I got responsibilities I'm gonna do what I gotta do regardless but I will communicate how I feel along the way that's all I got to say
2: all right. <laughs> I was a blunt man you did it again You said something about hard is like fake and being confident is real life. It's like just to kind of modernize the conversation, make it more youth friendly or whatever you want to call it. Hard is that image you see on Instagram where somebody's flexing and they're like counting all their money and, you know, trying to show off the giant beard or whatever they're putting on display. In reality, it's, you know, I'm not really as buffed as I look. It was a good picture. A lot of that money is money that I got to give to XYZ bills and child support and whatever else that I'm not talking about because that's the reality.
3: That annoys me so much when I see people holding up a bunch of money. You're not telling me anything. You're, You're not telling me anything. Put it in the bank um provide for your family um do something useful with the money but don't get on don't get on social media and flaunt it you're not telling me anything it doesn't make you look cool it, it really makes you look like an idiot to me in my opinion i've met people <laughs> in real life <laughs> what do you get out of f- folding your dollars flash and flashing them like oh i got money Wonderful, all right? I know how quickly 10 grand can disappear. I know literally from personal experience how quickly 10 grand can disappear. But stretch that money. Let it take you into retirement. You know, that that shows me more of who you are than just you walking around with a handful of money just waiting to get robbed. That's what's going to happen if the right person sees you doing that.
0: Okay, so let me try to wrangle this conversation back in, because I think we've been going for a good while now, but it got real good at the end. Uh, before we close, anyone have anything they want to add or anything they want to say?
2: Of course I do. Sorry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what I was going to say was... uh. I feel like this conversation also kind of sets up another conversation later on down the line because Sean mentioned, you know, his example with the frogs and being hard and taking care of the ladies and much respect, not trying to diminish your light or shine in that moment or anything, because yes, awesome. Good job. Kudos. But the thing that kind of next round or the next aspect of that would be addressing stereotypes in like gender roles because that kind of feels like the next kind of progression at least in my mind of this conversation
0: oh we'll put a pin in that for real yes oh yeah definitely So for those of you that still have writing utensils in 2020, someone please write that down. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's going to be anybody. (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: Look at that. It's amazing. Why why do I feel like like in in another century or so, they're going to have them in museums like, these are writing utensils. (laughs) People (laughs) used to to use to use these to write on what? On paper. Yeah. What is paper? <laughs> right
3: beside <laughs> a <of> quill.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, I know it's been real befuddled and real unorganized at the end, but this has been an episode of Men in Confidence with Rhino, Terrence, Sean, and myself, Tony, the host, and it's been a pleasure. So everyone... pleasure. You can say your goodbyes, good evenings.
1: It's been a pleasure. It's nice to meet y'all. Thank y'all for taking y'all time out of y'all precious days to kind of listen to us for a quick minute. Uh, like and subscribe. I'm gonna say that right quick. If we don't get a chance to put that anywhere else, go ahead, <laughs> go ahead and like and subscribe. You. Hey, thank if you. You don't take your time uh, to
3: listen to the video. We appreciate it. <laughs>
0: thank you for the business. Thank you for the business. <laughs>
3: And please be paying attention to our social media uh, accounts that we'll be posting and making available to you where you can interact with us. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your experiences and your opinions because if you are a man and you're in confidence, then you should share with us. I like that. that. That
0: sounded rehearsed almost. But anyway. <laughs> D- How do I follow that? Because I
2: was going to give them the regular, uh, my, my Russell Simmons, thank y'all for coming. God bless you. Good night but Ryan just went and like raised the bar super high, so I'm done. <laughs> that still has a place. Thank you and good night.
1: I think he
0: used one of those <laughs> writing utensils to write something on paper and read it. <laughs> right.
3: <laughs>
0: but anyway, thank you for your time. Thank you for your energy. Thank you for your attention, and we'll be seeing you. Have a good evening or a good morning or whenever you listen to this. Peace. Peace. Bye. Deuces.